0: Let's go. 39 beautiful degrees in downtown Canton. And like we always say, where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Maybe at a celebration. What? You kidding what me?
1: celebration are you talking about? The big
0: celebration going on today. Play it, Brian. There's a party going
1: on right here. What are you talking about?
0: 72 Dolphins, baby.
1: <laughs> 72 <laughs>
0: Dolphins. You know what they did last <laughs> night? <laughs> the remaining members that are still with us Larry Zonka, Bob Greasy. They pop bottles of Metamucil. Play it, Brian! Come on! Used to be champagne. <laughs> now it's You're not metamucil. undefeated. You're not undefeated. 85 Bears, you stink. One undefeated team in the history of the Football League. Oh
1: my God!
0: You're all excited because the Dolphins everywhere.
1: get to celebrate. So what they beat they the Browns on Sunday, yes! and now they get to celebrate on Tuesday because the and Bills lo- are not the uh, Bills, the Eagles.
0: Miami, the
1: Eagles.
0: What a party, Kenny! <laughs> and you know why we celebrate that song first? Who had it first, the Oilers or the Dolphins? I think we were made aware of it because the Dolphins or because the Oilers played it, but I'd be hard pressed to think that the Dolphins didn't have it first.
1: They, no, I think, I think, the think Dolphins they did stole it from the Oilers. I don't when think the they did. Went defunct.
0: I don't think they did. They are the Miami Dolphins. Miami it. Dolphins number one because they won a yeah. Super Bowl and the uh, Oilers never went to one.
1: Okay, let me see here. Who had the Houston Oilers song? First, let's see if we we get that on Google. Uh let's see uh, Houston Oilers professional Houston Oilers fight song Houston Oilers number 1. Uh, I got a YouTube story. Uh, uh why did Houston change from the uh, why, why did you I it doesn't give me an answer here. Thank you for nothing Google. Hmm. Doesn't give me anything.
0: But the reason we celebrate today isn't the fact yeah. that there are no longer any undefeated teams. But it takes away some of the sting of how poorly the Browns played last week. (laughs) And I was looking at it, and they're a nine-and-a-half-point road dog on the road Sunday at Buffalo. Buffalo, a really ticked-off team that's coming off two straight losses. Is there any chance? Now, look, a couple of weeks ago, thought they were going to get lambasted by the Bengals, right? Yeah. They rose up to the occasion. They rose up to the occasion. They win a big game on a Monday night. Is there any chance in your mind you feel that the Browns can get them scrape themselves off the mat from what you saw Sunday, show up in Buffalo, yeah, and just cover the spread? Forget about winning the game. (laughs) Because I don't think there's any chance in hell they're gonna cover this game win this game. Can they cover?
1: Uh, I'm gonna answer that with an experience I had last night doing Monday night football, right? right? Every Monday night, I'm at Johnny Malloy's in Medina. We have our regulars, our Norm, our Cliff, uh, you know, everybody, right? They're, they're there, and then we get uh, new people each and every week. And we're doing trivia and everything. And the Philadelphia Eagles took their opening drive and went right down the field like the Cleveland Browns, mm-hmm. right? I mean, dominated. Jalen Hurts here, there, pass, clean, touchdown, mm-hmm. 7 uh, I get on the microphone as we're going to a commercial break because that's when we do trivia. Time out for trivia. Whenever there's a timeout, we do trivia. So I get on the mic and I say, okay, game over. Nobody needs to watch it anymore. Uh, Eagles are going to crush the Redskins. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, the Commanders. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought the game was over at 7 0 because the Redskins had Taylor Heineke starting at quarterback, right? Right, right? Taylor Heineke from, do you know what college he went to? I this don't. was a trivia uh, question. No, no. Old Dominion. Oh. So Taylor Heineke from old dominion okay was i said this game's over stick a fork in them they're done eagles win they're going to be nine and out and what happened taylor heineke led them to an upset victory last night so if taylor why? heineke can lead mm-hmm. them to a victory over That's the eagles not annoying why
0: not the browns because
1: over the buffalo washington
0: Bulls? commanders never got away from their game plan they ran the ball 47 Ooh. times last night and even though they were only at about a three yards per carry clip the difference was they never steered away from their game plan, and it was time management. We're going to keep the ball away from you, and Jalen Hurts, you're not going to get the ball and score on us. And to make matters worse, Philadelphia turned the ball over. Now, the problem is I see it as this. When what? you try to compare the Washington Commanders, a team that seemingly wants to play the game of football, it's very easy to remember. They're 5-5 five and five for a reason. We're 3-7 and seven for a reason. You are what your record says it is, and they've got guys with heart. And we don't, from what I've seen, especially this past Sunday. When you watch the Cleveland Browns, and not to just be cliche, and you see it every week when you cover these high schools in the area, you hear of the cliches, discipline, heart, tenacity. The Browns just go through the motions. It makes you really look at this team and wonder, did they Cadillac it? Denzel Ward. I know he'd been out. I know he's fighting concussions like he always does. You, you see Newsom in the secondary. Hasn't had a pick since they drafted him. Start to wonder on a team that's got a really bad record, and when they don't show up for games like they didn't show up Sunday, did these guys Cadillac it? Miles Garrett. He got paid, didn't he? Two years ago, yes. Uh-huh. Just wonder it.
1: I think he's driven to be the best defensive player in the game, but I don't know if he's good enough to be the best defensive player in the game or win defensive player of the year because it's more than sacks, right? You've got to bring more to the table than sacks, as you pointed out. That means tackles in the run game. That means leadership on and off the field. So uh, if I were a betting man, would I – I would take the – well, I don't know. Let's see what the weather is going to be like because I – Greg Brenda, my former colleague at WKNR, the dean of sports, Greg Brenda, right? He tweeted out last night. We'll have to look into this. I don't know if he was joking or – and he usually is big on uh, uh, meteorological things, right? He loves the weather. He loves the weather channel. It's his favorite TV Mm -hmm. channel. He said they could have up to three feet of snow in Buffalo
0: on Sunday. Google that find out three you feet google of snow. it don't be bossing me around you Brian, bring it up google you that. google it here's the problem you're gonna have to play in a situation where we know we don't adjust to the elements anyway we've done yeah. it we've proven it time and time again we can't adjust when it's cold out rain out or if it's hot out so what makes you think that even if there is snow up there that we'll be able to play any better than we do anywhere else i don't we see have it, the better running game we do yes how do you know we don't run it enough Well,
1: on paper, we've got the better running game in Cleveland, okay? Um, They've got the better passing game, the better quarterback, but if the elements are as bad as Brenda said it might be, the running game then becomes mucho importante
0: for both teams, and that's where the Browns would have the edge. They only have the edge if you're looking at trying to get this game at nine and a half points. And if that's the case, maybe you do take the Browns and they can cover. I don't see any way they go up there and win this game.
1: All right, my phone's uh, very slow. And it's real simple to to say that. You know why
0: I say that? Why? They don't have the heart to win this game. I'm sorry, I don't see it. On a weekly basis, unless it's a nationally televised Monday night game against an in-state rival, what makes you believe that this team hasn't already started thinking about the offseason? Deshaun Watson coming to practice Wednesday? That's the only thing I can think of.
1: Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Buffalo for Sunday. High of 29 on Sunday, low of 24. Snow in the forecast. Snow showers before noon, becoming partly cloudy later. High 29 winds, 15 to 25 miles an hour on Sunday. So I don't know if it's gonna be three feet of snow, but uh there's supposed to be an eighty percent chance of snow on Saturday and an eighty percent chance of snow on uh Sunday. What do you got, Brian? And and from the National Weather Service, uh yeah, they don't have measurements, but they do have a headline for the period Thursday night through Monday, crippling Lake Effect snow possible this period.
0: Hmm. So about this time about this time of the year, we'd look at this team and start trying to make the plans to the playoffs. We don't think they're going to make that. Okay? We understand the situation that's at hand. And we would also look at it this way. We would say, okay, we're 3-7, and seven, pack it in for the season, let's start thinking about our first-round draft pick. Oh, we don't have one. Uh, who's going to be our next coach? We don't know if that's going to be the situation yet. But if there were a chance, and there is a chance to get a first, to get back into that first round next year, in my opinion, there's only one way to do it. And we've already mentioned the person that's out there. And if you want to put somebody on the trade block, the only person I feel that could probably bring maybe one, maybe two first round draft picks, not in the same draft, would possibly be Miles Garrett because the national vernacular on Miles Garrett is such that you just said, wants to be defensive player of the year. I don't see it. If they still think it, I would put him on the trade block. And you gotta start thinking about rebuilding now.
1: Well, I think they'll visit that in the off season. Uh right now they're they're still thinking they've got a shot at making the playoffs and they have to go up there and maybe this is the uh equalizer for them, a crippling uh snowstorm that's gonna Uh, fly in on Thursday and who knows they're coming off the lake up there too so you know how that can generate snow uh, and carry all the way through Sunday evening so maybe this is an advantage that the Browns and do we know is what's his name uh, Josh Allen okay did he come out of that game yeah well he went out of the game he came back in then he
0: went out and then he came back in supposedly he fumbled at the goal line it probably led to the Minnesota going into the overtime I think he'll play Uh, Whether or not, if if they're not going to be able to throw the ball, what difference does it make if they do play them or not? The problem is this. That team's heading in the right direction, even though they've lost two games in a row. They know that they're a playoff caliber team. You don't know when you watch the Browns if anybody really cares. What what do you mean? The fans care? Who plays on that team like they give a damn, like their hair's on fire, like they've got to rush the quarterback with everything on every down? I don't see it.
1: Uh, defensively I I don't know who that is to be honest with you okay I really Nick Chubb plays that way right Nick Chubb runs hard no matter what the score is first quarter fourth quarter he he plays the same
0: I'll give you one guy on defense although he might be at limited potential that plays hard every down but unfortunately talent wise he's just not that good it's going to be talky talky the only player that you see on the defense that goes hard every down but again you're not going to confuse him with Micah Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys. It just is what it is
1: yeah, they they don't have the talent they thought they had on defense. Remember when we went to training camp in, in Berea? right? What was the talk up there in Berea about this defense, right? Right? All we heard was, this is going to be a top five defense. In the National Football League, based on bringing back Jadavian Clowney on one side, Miles Garrett on the other side, Anthony Walker was back in the middle, J.O.K.'s second year playing linebacker, Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, Greedy Williams, Grant Delpit's healthy, and, all, and with Joe Woods in his third year with his defense and everything, and it's like, they're not even, they're, what, what are they, uh, uh, rankings-wise? I, I haven't looked. I know the offense has mm-hmm. exceeded expectations, so let's say it this way. While the offense has exceeded expectations for the Browns, the defense has been majorly disappointing, not even coming close to reaching the expectations they talked about. Yeah, and I
0: don't know who set those expectations because I sure as heck couldn't have done it because when I looked at those defensive tackles and I look at our undersized linebackers and not being the guys that can come up and stuff the holes, I don't know who decided that that was going to be a great defense. Joe Woods has proven when he was at San Francisco, and he wasn't even the coordinator there. that no, it he can, wasn't. If you can get push up front and pressure the quarterback that that defense works. I'm not willing to put all the blame on the defense shortcomings on Joe Woods because I think no. they're at a lack of talent up front. I just do.
1: I think it's a combination of both. I think he's – Well, yeah, uh, because it doesn't work. Go. His defense doesn't go. work
0: if you don't have a Joey Bosa on the front.
1: Well y- – supposedly you're doing miles garrett but he isn't living up to expectations but for me in the off season i would have done it already but me in the off season i fire joe woods and i reevaluate my entire defense by the way you ready for this mm-hmm. 238 points given up by the cleveland browns defense is the second most in the afc behind only the miami dolphins the dolphins mm-hmm. have given up 241 in 10 games the brown oh, no the browns are worse Because they've given up 238 in nine games. So if you go by points per game, they are the worst defense in the AFC Mm -hmm. points per game-wise. And let's see if anybody else has given up more than 238. Yeah, in the NFC, there are teams that have given up more than 238, but a lot of them have played 10
0: games. And you might be right. They may have no other choice but to let Joe Woods go. And it's not his fault. The problem would be his defense doesn't work with the amount of talent that you've got on this team. So who's going to be the fall guy? Usually your defensive coordinator.
1: 26.4 points per game is what that defense, supposedly a top five defense, they told us uh, back in training Mm -hmm. camp. 26.4 points per game is what they are giving up on defense. And to me, that's a combination Mm -hmm. of Joe Woods, the players that are on the field, as well as the head coach. You have have to give the head coach some blame in that as well.
0: I I give the head coach plenty of blame. And you look at the offense, and I know they're not really to blame as much for the shortcomings of the Cleveland Browns, but I look at a couple of shortcomings that I know for sure. This team is terrible on third down and long. And if you don't get in second or third and manageable, you're never going to convert any first downs. And it's obvious you can't live by the pass with this offense. Would you agree with that? Yes. So if the problem is that, then you've got to get more production on first and second down. And I think that's where the shortcomings of your play caller come into play because a couple of things are obvious. When the receiver doesn't reach the first down marker on his route, you're not going to convert on each and every play. We get that. But on second and five, third and four, when we're only running a two- or a three-yard pattern, you're not going to convert those either. And then you can't rely on the run game because – he won't commit to it when the team is behind. So the minute that team falls behind, and let's face it, they go right down the field in the opening drive, they score a touchdown aided by a great opening kickoff return, right? The Absolutely. second they were behind when Miami scored their second touchdown or whatever it was, game plan went out the window in my opinion.
1: Well, they were up 7-0, then it was 7-7, then they got behind 10-7, and I'm thinking, okay, 10-7, no need to panic. Even when they went down 17-7, no need to panic. But what happened was Miami came out right in that, those middle middle minutes of the game, mm-hmm. end of the second quarter, early in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. They score back-to-back touchdowns, right. and it's 24-7. Done. And Stefanski, you know what happened there. Done. Um, and so uh, he gets away from mm-hmm. it. Um, but their only touchdown in the second half was, what, a 33-yard yeah. run by Nick Chubb. So. I- yeah, he pushes the panic bu- uh, button far too soon I think. Uh, for the strength of his team to go away from
0: And it him. was imperative you couldn't, uh, you couldn't stop that team. You mentioned it yesterday. They didn't punt. Well, guess what? In a game where the Browns only punted, I believe it was one time, the difference is you've got to be able to outpoint your opponent. It's a simple strategy. I've been talking about it for years. If you can't score and keep up with teams like that, you have no chance in heck of winning these games. None.
1: Well, the, the Browns have issues, and we'll see what they do uh, in Buffalo. Snowstorm or no snowstorm, we'll have it for you 1 o'clock on Sunday. The Bills hosting uh, the Cleveland Browns. All right, I did my research. You ready for this? Yep. Brian, give me the song. Give me the Miami Dolphins uh, fight song one more time here. Lay it Ooh, on me. Go okay. ahead.
0: And when one you you because we're the Miami
1: Dolphins. It Check this out, all right? In 1972, Lee Offman, a musician from <laughs> Huma, Louisiana, wrote the song Miami Dolphins oh, number 1. There it is. The corny song with a banjo, thinking of Dick and Dayton, yes. would later become the team's fight song. After writing the song, he made 10,000 copies and hired an agent to promote it. After hearing nothing, Offman assumed his song would disappear forever. But after the Dolphins won Super Bowl Seven, fans began singing Offman's song. A friend called him in Louisiana to tell him the news. Apparently, nobody knew Offman wrote the song. He even called a Miami Top 40 radio station, which played his song, to tell them he was the songwriter of the song. The program director laughed at him and hung up the phone. Angered at the time, Offman wrote another version no. of the song for the Houston Oilers Get and changed out. the lyrics. It became a huge hit in Houston during the Earl Campbell and Bum Phillips era. He made more money on the Oilers Come version, on. but his song was still popular in Miami. Miami Dolphins number one is still played after every Dolphins score. A few years ago, hip-hop artist T-Pain Come on. performed a techno version of the song, Owner Steven Ross wanted the new version played but it received poor reviews from the fans and even the players. That T-Pain version sounds terrible, said former linebacker Channing Crowder. The old one, it's a classic. It's not the greatest song in the world, but I like the classic version better. So how about that controversy There's surrounding this song? Gold to gold like no one's ever
0: seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, always in control. There. the Houston Oilers.
1: Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers. that's the better one doesn't that have a nicer ring to it's a it a little I bit think slower i think
0: it's a little bit yeah. slower yeah
1: yes we the Oilers Oilers I remember this one back in the day the Oilers were good right Earl Campbell Dan Pastorini Ken Burrow those guys they would challenge the Stullers in the afc central back in the day right and so we had this song for the oilers and of course the steelers had the the polka song that was their fight song yeah. that they played so whenever these two teams played constantly a lot in of Pittsburgh, teams have them you'd heal you'd hear the oilers fight song and you'd hear the steelers polka the song.
0: The, the lions have a fight song a lot of teams have fight songs The the Redskins had hail to the Redskins back in the day. A lot of these teams had them. In fact, the Baltimore Ravens still have a marching band. But I'm willing to guess that Joe Horrigan does not know the story of the Houston Oilers and the Miami Dolphins' fights. Call him at the Hall of Fame right now.
1: See if he knows that one. Joe Horrigan. Let's see if he. Hey, Brian, type in Steelers. No, no, no. I got to find this T pain version. Yeah. Find
0: that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, T-Pain
1: the Dolphins version. or the Oilers? The fight, Dolphins. Zucker, he... he said the Dolphins. The Dolphins. Yes. The Oilers haven't so been they're...
0: around for a while, Brian. Yeah, T. Pain was they a become... baby when the Dolphin when the Oilers moved.
1: Which one is which? What, what's he famous for? T. Pain. T. Pain. He's got like yeah. you know, he
0: was on uh, the mass Singer. He won it a couple of years ago.
1: Is he the one? Of, okay. No. Is that him or who's no. that? Who's no, that he
0: sings with a Voco Pro. He does all kinds oh. of stuff.
1: So he, he alters his voice to make mm-hmm. him sound good. Is right. that what you're telling yes. me? So that's probably why it sounded terrible. You know, I don't know because
0: no people but, like the original when it comes to stuff like this.
1: Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding?
0: Yeah, I like the original.
1: I agree with uh, Channing Brother.
0: And when you say Miami, Brian, stop! Don't play them both, Brian. That's train wreck. Tried to
1: stop the one. Yeah. 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 It originally started in Miami and when the okay, Brian. writer of it did not get any love or make any money, he said, Screw the Miami Dolphins. I'm Why giving it he? to the Houston Oilers, and he made a ton of money off the Houston Oilers fight song. So there you go.
0: Yeah, you need another team with more syllables. He shouldn't shouldn't he have taken it somewhere good.
1: Well, the Oilers. He thought, "Hey, they challenged the Should Steelers. He? They came close to beating the Steelers." I wonder
0: if he tried to sell it to a team like the Steelers that were really actually winning Super Bowls.
1: No, because they already had their own. They lifestyle. had theirs already. Yes, they already had. Oh God, they had like six different versions of their fight song and everything. Huh. And, uh, you know, they, they yeah, play they had into those this terrible
0: day. towels and all that crap. Yeah,
1: the terrible towels to wipe your nose on when it was cold out at Three River Stadium and everything like that. that's what I used <laughs> it for. Um, but uh, yeah, so they uh, he went to the Oilers with the fight, and then of course we've got the Browns. Go ahead, Brian. Give us the Browns fight song, which is to there. It is.
0: Yeah. You can't sing along to this. We we did bring up the lyrics one time though. Remember.
1: Yeah, nobody knows. Terrible. It, no. It's awful. When
0: was it? 1946 they made this one? Probably, Something like yeah. well, that. That's just it. <laughs> now, you've got da, da, a fan base clamoring for victories, right? You've got a yeah. team that looks pretty. Uniforms look sweet, by the way, Sunday. I love that combination. Not bad.
1: Yeah, not bad.
0: You're talking about a team without a band, without cheerleaders. Right. And it's only a matter of time. And so you're going to need some more off the field stuff to help promote. Worked in the NBA. You're going to need it if you keep putting crap out on the field on Sundays, don't you think? Absolutely. You know, they've got a drum line. Big deal.
1: Yeah, that doesn't do much for me. Doesn't do much for me. Unless they want to play, you know, who let the dogs out hey. by the Baja men, right? They do have they, a dog. They could do that. They have they a do? dog. But he's not allowed on the field anymore. Did you see this? No. The real, somebody told me the the uh, hound or what's his name? What do they call him? What What's the, the dog's, whatever the dog's nickname is, mm-hmm. they won't let him on the field anymore, supposedly. No kidding. Real dog. Yeah. What What didn't take a dump? Come on, man. did he take a dump? Have...
0: Or was that Miles Garrett playing on the third down?
1: Come, no. Come what? on. No. <laughs> no. So, yeah. So, we got to look into this. See if the, the Browns are allowed to have a real dog, a live dog on the sidelines anymore uh, or not. Squat? What was his name? Squat? Do they call well, him the one, Squat?
0: The one died, remember?
1: Right, right. And I think ever, ever since then, then they didn't want to have it. I don't know. So, there's a... <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? I solved the mystery... Of the Oilers and Dolphins, I'll solve the mystery of whether or not the Browns are allowed to have a live dog on the field when we come back. Riff, 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 riff. Who let the dogs out? Riff, 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 riff. Who let the dogs out?